You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to this Data Cert Meet the Experts podcast, part of our ongoing series of podcasts, webinars, and other content designed to provide you with insight and expertise from industry thought leaders and seasoned professionals in the governance, risk, and compliance management arena. Today, we'll hear from one of our own Data Cert resident GRC experts, Daniel Dewan, on the topic of FCPA compliance, specifically the value of integrated technology solutions to manage the complexity of an FCPA compliance program. As director of GRC product management at DataCert, Daniel leads the development and evolution of DataCert's Passport GRC solutions. He drives the GRC product roadmap, as well as related strategic alliances, to address the risks and challenges faced by clients in an ever-changing regulatory landscape. Daniel also serves on several industry committees that strive to simplify GRC management through standards, including the Policy Management Working Group of the Open Compliance and Ethics Group, the Financial Services Industry Policy Group, and the Leeds GRC Committee. Daniel has over seven years of experience in various aspects of legal compliance and risk automation and holds a master's degree in artificial intelligence. So welcome, Daniel. Thank you, Carrie. So Daniel, the aggressive enforcement of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act by the U.S. federal government has certainly focused a lot of attention on FCPA compliance. So when a company considers deploying technology to support a compliance program, is that mainly about increasing efficiency? Well, there's no question that technology can definitely help with improving efficiency around areas like automating processes and giving faster and easier access to information. But I think that more important value of technology is really around strengthening the FCPA compliance program by making it more effective and more defensible. So one of the things that technology can do, for example, is to make that program more consistent across a large organization. And so one example of that might be around specifically third-party risk management. If you've got multiple business units that are all conducting risk-based due diligence, technology can help ensure that they have a consistent risk model that they're using to evaluate what level of due diligence is required for each of those third parties. And so then when it comes to effectiveness, you know, we can talk about things like how technology can help you better monitor and manage change on an ongoing basis. That can include things like regulatory change management, as well as changing risk around those third party relationships, or also something that often gets neglected is dealing with internal change around corporate strategy and objectives. And so then all this leads to better defensibility as well, because technology is going to help you document your efforts, provide an audit history of who did what and why and ultimately provide more visibility and transparency that allows you to uh, present the effectiveness of that program to your internal and external stakeholders. So Daniel, that's pretty broad. Can you make this a little bit more concrete for our audience by talking about a specific process perhaps? Yeah, sure. So I think if we zero in on third-party risk management, that's obviously a really important component of an FCPA compliance program, particularly with 90% of FCPA cases involving third-party intermediaries. So if we talk about how technology can help in that particular area, one way is by providing a more sustainable and consistent way to manage the large number of third-party relationships. We hear a lot about taking a risk-based approach. This is something that's been condoned by a lot of the regulatory authorities. And what it essentially means is that you do an initial risk assessment of your third-party relationships so that you can determine what's the most effective way to optimize and target your limited resources that you have for conducting due diligence. 
Technology can help by, as I mentioned before, kind of structuring that risk assessment model that you use. What kind of indicators are going to go into that model? How are they weighted? And how is that applied consistently across all of your different business units that might be engaged in this third-party due diligence process? And so this gets us into what's often referred to as a federated approach to GRC. And what that means is you've got responsibility for conducting GRC processes distributed across you know, multiple business lines, but you've got some sort of uh, central internal governance that determines how that process is supposed to be executed. Technology can also help by streamlining a lot of the workflows that make up that due diligence process. So things like automating, for example, the distribution of third-party self-disclosure surveys, engaging those third parties in part of the process and offloading some of that effort from your compliance personnel onto the third parties themselves. It also allows you to centrally track all of those activities around the due diligence process and track the documentation that you've collected. So things like the business justification for the relationship, maybe the results of any third-party cross-checks that you've run, or attestations and certifications that you've obtained from those third parties on your policies on bribery and corruption. And then I think one of the biggest challenges that technology can help with in the area of third-party management, one that's often neglected, is the ongoing monitoring that's required after that third party's been onboarded. So technology can help take the load off of human beings when it comes to things like periodically checking for adverse media appearances by those third parties, doing transactional monitoring on your internal systems, things like ERP systems and AP systems, and providing metrics around changing risk indicators like, for example, the Corruption Perceptions Index, which is something that often goes into that third-party due diligence process, and that metric changes on a year-to-year basis. So Daniel, clearly managing third parties is key, but what about other aspects of FCPA compliance? Sure. So there's a lot more to it than just third-party management. Fortunately, I think that technology can help with a lot of these other areas as well. So one of the ones that we might start with is regulatory intelligence. So this is being able to better understand how regulations around bribery and corruption are changing, as well as how enforcement actions might be impacting the way an organization might want to prioritize their efforts around regulatory compliance for FCPA, maybe by geography, for example, if there's a lot of enforcement action within a particular area. So the idea of regulatory intelligence and regulatory change management is an important one and one where technology can certainly help. Another that's closely related would be policy management. So enabling organizations to effectively distribute, update their policies around bribery and corruption, as well as any sort of supporting documentation. So things like gift and entertainment policies or FAQs around facilitation payments and that sort of thing. And then also there's the, unfortunately, we have to consider the reactive side too. So when things do go wrong, we need to have the capability to track and manage investigations and tie them back to the appropriate policies and controls that they might represent infractions of. And so that takes us to a good point actually around GRC technology for FCPA compliance. And that's the need to track the relationships among all these different projects that are occurring within an FCPA program. So tracking your due diligence efforts to the investigations when they arise so that if there is something that goes wrong with a third party, we can demonstrate the sort of due diligence that was conducted at the onset of that relationship. It's also really important to establish the relationship between your policies and controls and the bribery or corruption regulatory requirements that they're meant to address. And that goes back again to regulatory change. So we want to be able to understand if there's a change to a regulatory requirement, which of our internal policies and controls need to be reviewed to make sure that they are still effective relative to that change. 
All these capabilities that I'm talking about are not limited just to an FCPA compliance program, but to a broader anti-corruption program, and even beyond that, a broader governance risk and compliance program at the enterprise level. So all of these activities that you just mentioned, I assume that they often do span multiple functions within an organization. Is that true? They do. And that's another consideration that a technology solution needs to take into account. We talked already a little bit about how technology can help with what I call the federated model, which really involves having different business units operating under a centralized umbrella of corporate governance. But I think what we're talking about here really is the distinction between all the different corporate supporting functions that go into that more centralized component of the GRC program. And so if we talk, for example, about groups like legal, compliance, HR, audit, they all clearly play important roles in this governance, risk, and compliance program, but those roles are unique. And so an effective technology solution needs to be able to present information that's relevant to each of those players, protect those players from information that's not relevant, and help facilitate the sharing of information across those different functional silos. So a particular area of consideration here is that intersection between the legal department and some of these other governance, risk, and compliance functions. The legal department plays a key role in a number of areas that have an impact on FCPA compliance. So one of those would be the regulatory interpretation and guidance that we talked a little bit around the idea of regulatory change management. So typically, you're going to have somebody in your legal department who's doing the initial triage of that regulatory change and determining if and how it might impact the business. Another area might be policy management. So when it comes to really highly sensitive policies like your anti-corruption policy, you're typically going to have the legal team involved in the review and the approval of that policy. When it comes to contract management, the due diligence process, while that's owned typically by compliance liaisons within each of the business units, the outcome of that due diligence, so things like the findings around the risk of the third-party relationship, so on and so forth. Those things need to be communicated back to the legal team who's going to be writing the contract so that they can determine what are the appropriate compliance-related terms and conditions that need to be included in that contract, as well as what might be the renewal requirements for having that contract come back under review on a periodic basis. And then finally, I think the most obvious example of intersection with legal and some of the broader governance, risk, and compliance functions would be in the area of incident management. So when something does go wrong, we want to be able to give early notification to the legal team if it looks like that compliance breach might require their involvement. And once it's determined that it does require their involvement, we want to be able to easily share all the information and findings that have been collected by the compliance investigations folks and pass those over to the legal team so that they can conduct the investigation, go about their normal legal workflows of doing things like engaging outside counsel and ultimately communicating the cost of those legal services back to the compliance teams. So Daniel, you've really talked about a wide range of capabilities that a solution should have. Is it likely that all of these would be found in a single technology solution? It's not. There are a number of solutions out there that would have a number of these, but no solution is going to be able to do absolutely everything. One example might be for continuous monitoring of third-party transactions. That's something that's typically going to be native to your ERP system or your AP system, a set of controls that are continuously monitoring that and detecting any sort of suspicious activity. But you want to be able to take those alerts and push them into a central governance risk and compliance system where they can be part of the normal investigations workflow and tied back again to identified risks, identified regulatory requirements, et cetera. 
Another example here might be in the area of risk management. While you've got a centralized repository for all of your enterprise risks, maybe in a central GRC tool, you might have some advanced industry-specific risk modeling tools that go into particular risks. So for example, insurance and financial services institutions might utilize specialized tools to look at things like solvency and liquidity risk, but we want to be able to fold that assessment back into the broader risk picture so that those market and financial risks can be looked at side by side with other governance risk and compliance risks at an enterprise level. So when you talk about this idea of a central tool for governance risk and compliance, are there some basic functions that that specific tool should provide? Yeah, I think there are a few that need to be there at a minimum. So one definitely would be some sort of a workflow engine that can deal with automating process. And so that would come into play for things like doing policy approvals, third-party engagement through self-disclosure surveys, approvals around the completion of due diligence and the issuing of contracts, etc., Another would be notifications. So I talked about one example there where, you know, we have a compliance allegation that comes into the investigations team and we want to automate notification to the legal department. There are obviously a number of other scenarios where automated notifications will be very important to streamlining an FCPA compliance program. Any sort of centralization that could be provided around document management is going to be very important. We want to be able to track things like business justification, all the findings that come out of the due diligence process. And again, when it comes to investigations, any sort of evidence or findings associated with those. I think you want to have some sort of audit capability so that you can show stakeholders point in time states of your compliance program. Incidents typically when they arise, they are notifications of things that occurred at some point in the past. And so we want to be able to show from our system what controls were in place at the time, what policies were in place at the time, uh, how had those risks been assessed at that particular point in time. And then finally, I think, and also probably most importantly, you want to have some advanced reporting capabilities because you don't really get the value uh, from breaking down these information and process silos unless you can start producing reports that consolidate information across those different business units, across those different corporate supporting functions, and provide meaningful reports to your internal and external stakeholders. Daniel, you talked earlier about the value of shared capabilities between compliance and legal professionals. Do these groups need to be using the same system? They don't necessarily need to be using the same system. There are always opportunities to build integrations and build communication links uh, where they're really critical. But there are some significant advantages to be gained by having compliance and legal on the same system. And those really are just around the ease that that creates for creating a broader and more seamless interaction between those groups. One example of this might be having shared capabilities uh, that are accessible to other groups. So for example, when it comes to the legal team, being able to engage outside counsel for something like an FCPA investigation, the engagement of outside counsel is not typically a capability that a compliance investigations team would have on their own. And so being able to provide some seamlessness around how that issue gets escalated to legal outside counsel gets engaged and the cost of that outside counsel engagement gets communicated back to the investigations team can be very valuable. Also, just generally being able to link legal matters with other projects that are going on around the compliance and and risk groups. So things like uh, advice and counsel matters for interpreting new regulations, obviously investigation matters for dealing with issues and incidents, contract matters for dealing with the contract management that's associated with any sort of uh, third-party management. And then beyond all this, we also want to be able to start showing some return on investment 
and cost associated with compliance and non-compliance. And there are interesting things going on in the industry around that particular concern right now. So the Leeds Committee, who is in charge of defining the standard through which outside counsel firms submit their bills to their corporate clients, has chartered a subcommittee to develop a set of GRC-specific codes, which they have mapped directly back to the OSEG GRC capability model. And what this is going to do is it's going to allow organizations and the technology that they've invested in to start tracking the cost of proactive and reactive compliance efforts, both internally and through the outside service providers that are engaged for these activities. So Daniel, to wrap up, are there some tips that you can give about things that companies should keep in mind when they're evaluating technology solutions? I think we've covered the basic capabilities fairly well. In addition to those, I would just emphasize that any solution is going to need to be very scalable and very flexible. And those two words get thrown around quite a bit, but just to briefly define them, scalability is the ability to bring on larger and larger user groups over time. And that's important because you want to be able to grow these systems into areas beyond just your FCPA compliance. So you want to have, if you can, the same system helping you deal with other regulatory requirements as well. And in order to do that, you're going to need the ability to bring additional users into that environment over time. And then flexibility is the ability to have that system change and adapt to those changing uh, regulatory requirements. And that's, of course, very important because there are processes involved in these governance risk and compliance programs that can't always be anticipated. So, for example, we saw increased enforcement action around FCPA create a need for companies to start automating the third-party due diligence process. Companies that had GRC systems in place that could be configured to automate that third-party due diligence process are in much better shape than companies whose solutions might not have been quite so flexible. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts with us today, Daniel. Thank you, Karen. If you found this podcast to be informative, please visit datacert.com for other Meet the Experts podcasts, webinars, white papers, and more. You can also download Meet the Experts podcasts by going to Datacert's channel on iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too.